The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Japan's Prime Minister Fumio Kishida will push for a pledge against the use of nuclear weapons at the G7 this weekend. The world leaders are meeting in Hiroshima at the moment and that, as you know, was the first place on earth to be targeted by an atomic bomb in 1945 at the end of the Pacific War. I'm uh, joined by Irish Times Europe correspondent Naomi O'Leary. Naomi, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, the G7 uh, is made up of uh, Japan, who are hosting it, of course, the United States, Britain, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, and the EU in a kind of a way. Yeah, the European Union is there represented as well. Yeah, they are There'll not... also be a number of visitors. Um, India is joining as well. Prime Minister Narendra Modi is coming, which is kind of interesting uh, because they're acting as like a link between the sort of G7 Western alliance and Russia who's an old ally of theirs Okay, so uh, they will be present Now <laughs> we, we hear much of the pledge that is being sought and one presumes that this is against the background, number one, it's being hosted in Hiroshima, but secondly against the background of those threats over the last few months from Putin uh, that possibly nuclear weapons might be used in Ukraine That's right. So clearly the location is highly symbolic um, and it's been chosen because of that horrific death toll of 70,000 people that were killed in a single bombing in 1945, which really demonstrated to the world, you know, the horrific reality of nuclear weapons. So Japan is using that location and the moment to kind of demonstrate, you know, to call for um, a recommitment to the international rules-based order and to the principle that no one should try to change borders by force or by through the threat of using nuclear weapons. And it's clearly a reference to um, to Russia and to Russian threats. I mean, if you look at the G7 website of Japan, they say they mention that Russian ha- Russia has been made made threats to use such weapons in Ukraine, or you know they've kind of indirectly said they wouldn't rule it out. Um, so. That's the context. There's also a wider context, which is that for Japan, this is hugely important because of the potential implications of this war in uh, the Asia-Pacific region. Um, because Japan is, is, is concerned that were Russia to prevail in its objectives in Ukraine and expanding its territory through force, that could give a lesson to China. Um, and there's fears about China's expansionist ambitions that it might have in the region. Yeah, it looks like China will conquer the world with its trade, if not with its armed forces. That's uh, for sure the way things are looking at the moment. Now, uh, there is talk in some of the news outlets this morning that uh, Vladimir Zelensky might actually make his way to Hiroshima. Um, That is unlikely, I would imagine, given the distance. Well, um, we expect that he will make a physical appearance. I mean, that's what we've heard. It's never guaranteed because obviously he's coming out of a war zone and things can be a bit unpredictable. But that would, you know, that would, that really demonstrates how the international support is really, really vital for Ukraine. Um, he's done this on a couple of occasions. Obviously, he went to Washington. Um, he appeared in Brussels. He's made a few of these trips. And at the moment, what's uh, key is that, you know, that, Western support for Ukraine uh, continues. There's, he's at the moment asking for fighter jets, um, for fighter jets to be allowed to be supplied to Ukraine. Um, so that's the kind of push that's going on at the moment, plus the um, the ongoing uh, efforts for to increase and tighten the sanctions that are on Russia to prevent their 
their economic basis for continuing the war. I mean, the reports are, are quoting a top Ukrainian security official uh, that this would be happening. This is from Ukraine itself today, that uh, he will be traveling to Japan for the G7 summit. It was originally touted that he would address the gathering by video link. But anyway, we'll see how all of that develops. Uh, so Ukraine absolutely on the agenda. And that's, uh, you know, a two way street looking at the effect of the war on the economies of the world. Uh, but for Zelensky, obviously, it's a plea for uh, continued support. That's right. Continued support. Um, and this, you know, this meeting of the G7 represents, you know, the most, uh, the the big, it's really the backbone of the alliance that's supporting Ukraine. So it is important for him to be there. The G7 has previously agreed uh, coordinated sanctions, economic sanctions on Russia, including an, a cap on the, that would be paid for its crude oil. Um, and you've seen a number of announcements coming out overnight about additions to that, um, there's an effort underway to try to clamp down on the diamond trade, which is really, really difficult because of the nature of diamonds, because they're, you know, they're tradable, they're very small. Um, it's hard to distinguish where they've come from and they cross borders very easily. So there's, an, there's a push underway to use new technology to set up a kind of international tracing system for diamonds so that if there was a ban on buying Russian diamonds, they wouldn't simply come in through the back door. Yeah, I I know the story of the blood diamonds from Africa and, and whether or not they have technical ways of detecting uh, which mines um, which they should not be uh, buying from are managing to get through to the world markets. And it'll be uh, interesting. Uh, back in Europe, meanwhile, Naomi, the Italian floods are quite devastating. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's actually happened twice in the same region in the matter of weeks. Um, there was already some dramatic flooding. And now again in the Emilia-Romagna region, which is in the north and centre of Italy, um, they, they at the moment the death toll stands at 14, although it could well rise. Um, essentially what happened is they had weeks of drought and that caused the earth to be very hard packed. And then all the rain arrived at once and just ran off the land into the rivers and 23 different rivers burst their banks. So it's flooded homes. There's about 5,000 different farms that have been inundated and are underwater, um, according to the reporting from Italy. And about 10,000 people have been displaced. So very dramatic scenes, people being rescued from rooftops on helicopters. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really devastating. And the, it's it's said to be the worst flooding there in a hundred years, but the the, the sort of the cons- really concerning thing is the increasing frequency that these freak events are happening, um, and it's an indication of the more unpredictable climate um, as you know global warming sets in. All right, uh, and no sign of the weather improving there. Um, uh, it's continuing to rain and there's some uh, some flooding continuing, although other places have dried out. So I think it's a mixed picture. Yeah. When the temperatures rise, I heard uh, one commentator saying, you know, temperatures this type time of year normally could be, you know, over 30 degrees and things would dry out very rapidly. But no sign of that sunshine yet. Naomi, thank you very much for joining us. Naomi O'Leary, who's Irish Times Europe correspondent. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.